The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings to our listeners all around the world. And welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And who's this today? I'm Narrowly Duffy. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, good to <laughs> well, see Well, this is this right up your alley, I think. Yeah. Um, today, our focus is on the calling that we have all heard to come up higher and embrace our inner divinity. Now, this calling can take many forms, and it can come to us in many unique ways. But in essence, it is all the same. We are being called to come home. And the way home has been clearly charted for us by the Ascended Masters, our elder brothers and sisters who have walked the path we are walking now. So, why don't we begin at the beginning? If we are indeed being called, who's doing the calling? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, we kind of had a brief chat just before the show, and we decided that it's really our guardian angel, or otherwise known as our Holy Christ Self. Right. Our yeah. higher self, our Buddhist self, our inner teacher. Yes, and I wouldn't say we just decided that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, we agreed. We, we, we agreed together on earth. Yeah. Well, because my, my first response, I'll, I'll just share this, was El Moria came to my mind. And sure. I think he's very present in my life today, and that might be why I wrote that down <laughs> on the paper, you know, El Moria. And uh, but but like we like we said, it really it's the Holy Christ self that's that's doing the initial calling. Well, I think that you know it, it, this was not a, a lightly given title. You know that you have been called, and you wouldn't be listening today. You wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here if we hadn't responded to our soul's yearning to be free of human limitation, to attain mastery, to eventually and hopefully soon yeah. ascend to the heart of God, back where we began this lengthy journey we've been on. So the fact that you've been called doesn't mean you've been called in a certain way. And we have to be clear that the calling can happen, as I said, in unique ways, in unique to us, unique to our station in life, to what we know, what we understand. We, in fact, the calling may come in the form of things that 10 years from now will make no sense to us, <laughs> but they do in the moment because that's part of the path that we're on. Mm. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to um, share, we'll probably in the course of this um, program today, share with you some of the personal nature of the calling as we heard it and as that call changed over time and um, what it looks like now as opposed to what it looked like however old we are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to look at you, Terry. <laughs> but you did. I did. Yeah. But, you know, I think, I think we all have that sense of an inner calling because our soul knows. And um, I'm thinking of Mother Teresa. 
Mm. And she was on a train to Darjeeling, and she got the inner call, which was, and she, and she almost heard it as a voice, which said, go and serve the poorest of the poor. Now, she heard that as a voice inside her, which was the voice of her higher self. But it may have indeed been a master or somebody from the heaven world who was sponsoring her in that mission. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we know that each of us has a a mission, a divine plan, and something that we're supposed to be doing. And you may already be doing it, but just to be aware in those moments when you do get that little tap on the shoulder or that calling or you hear that still small voice and it says, yeah, I need to do that. You know, we get that prompting, don't we? Yeah, that's for me. I got to do it. Well, and as, uh, again, before the show, we were talking about the fact that for many people, for most of us, probably, the call doesn't always come at a convenient time. (gasps) (laughs) Does it ever come at a convenient time? Well, I think We're loaded to the gills. (laughs) The the reason why, you know, to respond to one of the things you said about the fact that, you know, we've all been called, and whether or not we're willing to hear the call is one part of that. Whether or not we feel, in our human limitation, in our human mind, that the timing is very good for it, because who knows? We may be in a profession. We may have a family. We may be doing things that are very good things to be doing. And we don't want to hear that little nudge that we've probably heard many times before Mm -hmm. telling us, you know, maybe this is time that you took this next step Mm -hmm. for your soul's purpose, for your blueprint. Mm -hmm. You may need to do this now. Mm. And you have free will. Oh, I can't do that now. I don't want to do that now. Okay. Yeah. You know, but that's one of the things that we talk about in these teachings is that the masters come. They knock on our door. They introduce us in some way or other to the teachings or a facet of the teachings, some, some truth, something that our souls probably attune to understand or know. They go, here it is. Yeah. Okay, it's up to you. Can yeah. I give an example? Absolutely. From the Bible, um, you remember um, the disciples, before they were disciples, a couple of them were pulling in their nets. Fishermen. Fishermen. Mm-hmm. And Jesus walks by and says... He gives them the call. He says, come leave your nets. I will make you fishes of men. In other words, you're not going to be fishing for a living anymore. You're going to be fishing, fishing for life. And, and fishing for life. <laughs> and, and, you know, you think about it. They, they could see what their life was going to be. Um, they're in the fishing business. It's a family business. They'll probably get married. They have a few kids. You know, and they can pretty much see what their life's going to pan out. Right. But he walks past them. And says that, and that is the moment, that is the call, and they respond. What if they had said, well, can I get back to you next week, you know, or, um, <laughs> gee, this really isn't a good time. What's your name? Jesus. Oh, um, you got a card? And, and by the way, where, where are you going to take us? Yeah. But they didn't. They left their nets. They felt the call. They didn't know where exactly they were going, but they knew it. Because I think the important thing is, it's an inner thing with us. It's already something that when before we even took an embodiment, we agreed that we were going to do. There were things that we had to do. There was people we were going to meet. There was, there was this great plan, and we just want to fit in. So in one sense, we do have the resistance, like you were saying, oh, come on, it's never convenient. But in another sense, there's a great relief. It's like, ah, oh, forget the fishing. I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. And if we can just have the courage to take that leap next step, then leap of faith, mm-hmm. we yeah. don't know where it's going to lead us, and it may lead us ultimately to our ascension. Well, you you had a, a major net dropping in your <laughs> life, didn't you? I did. I mean, you... I did. I, I was a medical doctor in Australia and very happy in my practice, but not as happy as mm-hmm. I am now, I have to say. 
And I definitely got that tap on the shoulder that you won't be doing this for a heck of a lot longer <laughs> because you're being called to a different kind of healing ministry, which was to become a minister in our organization, the Summit Lighthouse. So I, I did, and I and I it, it was hard it, to take that next step, but at the same time, there was a great sense of relief. It was like, I'm kind of off the treadmill, and I'm into a whole different mm-hmm. world. And the world just opened. I mean, I met my husband as a result of that. You know, I, I moved to another continent. I <laughs> changed my whole, you know, so I was ready to change, you know, and one change led to another. And, and, and a port- Portions of that uh, the, of that medical doctor uh, training uh, were able to. It's like you put it on the it altar, translates. and then it and, yeah. and then portions of it have come back to you. Yeah, uh, because it, you never really. I mean, I do lectures on healing, so you never really lose out on what you were learning or what your trade was. It's part of your toolbox. It's part of your yeah. toolbox, and yeah. you and you have to. The initiation is to when when the Holy Christ self or the Master says jump, you jump. Yeah, yeah, and and I think we should probably hasten to add here that. Not everybody's expected to jump a continent. No. You know, to, <laughs> right. Leave your family like Gautam Buddha yeah, did. Or, yeah, no, I mean, no, we're not talking about that. No, and, and, and in fact, I think some of the changes do occur in stages. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was growing up, I was raised Catholic. And um, I was always given the, the angel roles. Whenever we had a school play and there was an <laughs> angel, they said, oh, Tommy, he'll be the angel. You know, so I was always the angel. So there was something. There was some something yeah. happening in there in my mm-hmm. soul that they recognized if I didn't, because I didn't feel like an angel at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, at, soon after that, I decided. No, I think maybe the priesthood is the answer mm-hmm. for me. I, you know, twelve, thirteen years old. Who, wow. who, who knows much about that at that age? But I felt compelled to follow that call, and I did. So I left friends. I left family. I went there. I did it for a couple of years. And, you know, at an age where I didn't really know very much, but I was trusting. There was a certain amount of faith involved in my doing that. Of course, things changed after that, but it was, you know, it wasn't changing continents, but it was certainly changing other things in a very major way. Yeah, continents in your mind. <laughs> yeah, mental continents, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But your soul needed to do that. It did. It must have. I mean, at age 12, wow, that's well, amazing. Well, I was 14, 14 when I finally went in, yeah. and I was uh, only not even quite 17 when I got out. Yeah. So I was still very young, didn't know so, anything. So in a sense, people begin to hear the call when they, it's like Jesus when he was 12 years old, you know, he got the calling to go into the temple and, and begin teaching. So many, many young people, when they, when they kind of click into their teens, they're starting to get an idea of about where they want to go in life, aren't they? Well, let's, let's look at reincarnation, you know, that, yeah. that we have perhaps been following this call for 10,000 lifetimes. I mean, it's very possible that our journey has been incrementally, you know, small, you know, baby steps. Right. But nonetheless, this particular lifetime may be the one, the one where everything comes together and it's finally done and the big leap is made. Yeah. But the preparation for the leap is not necessarily just this lifetime. But Tom, you know, as you were telling me that story of 12 to 14 years old, I'm thinking, that must have come from a past life. He yeah. must have done that before. I remember my father telling me he was a little boy in Australia and he'd go into the woods and make altars. Oh, he would my. just make altars. And he, oh, he was an only child and he spent a lot of time alone, but that was his prompting. Wow. He never, you know, did that kind of work, but he was a keeper of the flame. He kept the flame inside later and did his spiritual work, but that was, that was a deep calling. 
My goodness, but that's I've, that, I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Because I think if you look at what you're drawn to, mm-hmm. sometimes you can see clues mm-hmm. in that is what you might be and being would, drawn to. I would guess right now that a lot of bells are going off for some of our listeners. It's like, yeah, there's, there's something that I've been maybe ignoring and I need to pay attention. Well, yeah, and again, you know, the, the whole convenience issue, yeah. that's a human tendency. Yeah. Gosh, you know... I mean, can I think about it? <laughs> you know, can, you, can I get back to you on that? Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't have to be really radical. I mean, we, we talked earlier about, you know, leaving the corporate world and, and moving to a whole new thing, moving out to Montana. We were just, I was just watching something on PBS, and a lot of people do that. They will leave the corporate world, and they'll just, just like, flip the pancake over. But it doesn't have to be that radical. It can be, it can be gradual. But they also plan. You know, they have an exit strategy. Right. It's orderly. You go find a place to live. You know, there's things. I mean, when you're young and single, you might be able to just like, okay, I'm on a plane right now. No, when you've got responsibilities, it's very lawful to fulfill your responsibilities. Absolutely. And you need to. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Moving your family or whatever. Yeah, all that has to be taken into account. But what you said rang a bell for me that in the minds of people, some listening, there are probably some bells going off that are saying, you know, I've had these calls before. I do recognize the fact that there have been things in my life that have prompted me to make this decision or take this step or to, to move in a different direction and to associate with new people, to, to find a different method for how I exercise my spirituality. And again, you know, we're, we're going to take a break now. And it might be just an internal shift. You it, know, it could be. but you Five know, minutes a day or something. I, I want to say that, that uh, the shift that we have made personally to you know, follow the path of the Ascended Masters is one that is, is, the beauty of it is that it's very clearly delineated. I mean, they have been where we are. There's, these are the elder brothers and sisters who have walked the path we're walking. So when we hear that call, we know we're not alone. And I want, just want to leave you know, this segment on that tone is that mm-hmm. we have help. Yeah. And um, when we come back from our break, we're going to play an excerpt from a dictation by the Lady Master Nada, who is one of the Chohans. And she's going to tell us in no uncertain terms that we have been called, but in a way that I think you'll really resonate with. I want you to please stay with us after the break because you're going to like this Mm. dictation excerpt quite a lot. So we're going to take a break now. We'll be back in a few seconds. We'll just go by like that. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. 
Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks, everyone, for staying with us. Um, we're talking today about the calling, the calling that we've all heard in various ways at various times in our lives. And uh, we're going to listen to a brief excerpt right now from a dictation by the Lady Master Nada on this very topic of the calling. Here it is. You have been called, beloved, to sit in the aura of the ascended masters is a privilege of many lifetimes, and yet it ought not to be a privilege, but a right. It is truly the right of spring and of Easter tide to know your Lord, but it is not a guaranteed right by the constitution of this nation. For you see, beloved, there is a forfeiture of rights, and this is what takes place, and it takes place in the density that you have consented to wrap around yourself like uncooked dough in strips, yes, a dense dough that has been kneaded but not fired. Understand, therefore, that you lose the right to be sensitive to the masters or to be in their presence, even if you should be two feet from a master. You lose that right when you begin to take for granted what it takes for a master to lower the vibration into your life and world, to raise up a messenger that might be the nexus of the flow of that light, to maintain a community, to draw a circle about it, and to be able to count on life streams who know very well They could be at a better place for better pay, more opportunity in this world, more excitement, more fascinating things to do. To draw a circle around a place and to call it Maitreya's Retreat, Maitreya's Mountain, Maitreya's Mystery School. This comes by law of the hierarchy of the Buddhas, 
as well as by dispensation of the lords of karma. Be not then as yin insects, flitting about this way and that way, losing your tethering to your own heart of love or the heart of Maitreya. Be one-pointed, beloved, and reassure yourself that the true and right goal in life is union with God, and the pyramid you build as it narrows does fulfill even as it leads you to the accomplishment of that goal, which is the capstone upon all other goals which are surely lawful for you to attain along the way. The lesser goals of human existence and experience ought to be for a very specific purpose, the ripening of the soul and the weaning of the soul. Yet that goal ought to be to satisfy lawful desire, the desire to realize the full potential of being in Christ, the desire to realize the human potential, commensurate alongside with the Christ potential. This is necessary, else you may come to the door of the kingdom as a rubber balloon that has never been inflated and therefore never known its size or dimension or proportion or how it might expand and what it might contain. These steps are necessary and should take place early in life. Therefore, to give children and young adults the opportunity for satisfaction and accomplishments that have some merit and some usefulness to community, to society, to family, to themselves, this is well, for it is building self-confidence, the ability, therefore, to provide for oneself and one's family and to make a strong and positive contribution to community. Thus know that attainment is to be gained, but it always has a purpose, and that purpose is self-transcendence. That purpose is entering into a greater and greater level of one's own Christhood, and that Christhood that is the bread of life that is broken and shared with others. The bread of life is given to those who have the self-acquired gift of non-attachment. For if you are attached to the loaf of the body of your Lord, you will not break that loaf or break that body to divide it among others. You can easily, and I say easily, guardedly, easily, if the will of God is the star that leads you, if selflessness is not a problem to you, then I say you can attain easily to be a member of Maitreya's mystery school in the heaven world, in the etheric octave, and be a member of his mystery school here below. The reality of that school and of your training ought to be brought to your memory now and then. For some of you forget that every day that dawns you greet Lord Maitreya to bow before his mighty heart and to say to him, 
What will you have of me this day? What may I do for you, Lord Maitreya? And for Moria, the messenger and each precious member of this body of Maitreya. Thus the attainment of the Bodhisattva level is possible to you here. But you must reason with right reason. You must reason with the scribe who is your very personal recording angel when you are setting forth the goals of your life to be sure to include enough time and space not only to balance karma, but to fulfill the dharma and your calling. These things cannot be set aside for anything. For anything, I say, beloved. For if you allow all of the fruit of your tree of life to be devoured by those around you to whom you have a false sense of responsibility, then where shall that fruit appear in the day when the fruit shall be counted to see whether the twelve manner of fruits upon your tree of life have ripened and are now ready for the feast of Maitreya, that they might be plucked, suitable and fit for his own assimilation. I tell you the spiritual path, the physical and human path, the path of self-transcendence through dealing with your psychology can all be fitted into your schedule, can all be fitted in as long as you place the proper weight on each part of your life. Guard your minds so that we might find that clarity of the mind of God in you every day and hour, as though your mind were the very heart of the beacon of the lighthouse, and your mind itself were beaming to a world, the cadences of the mind of Maitreya, the distillations that you have brought forth from the higher octaves of the bodhisattvas. There are two precious few places in the earth where such discipline of love is required. I pray that you will uphold this mystery school. I pray that those who are considering coming here and who are ready for the rigors of the path will not shirk, will not hold back, will not consider some others who have complained and complained about how hard it is to be at Maitreya's place. Let the complainers do their complaining elsewhere, for there are many who will fill those vacancies, who will enter in, and who will not even consider that this mystery school is as difficult as they thought it would be. Thus it is no time for self-pity, sympathy, self-justification. All the indecision, all the wishy-washy, wishy-washy stuff. This is the time, beloved, to see that victories are about to happen in every direction, victories that need your strengthening, your input, and your presence. It is not hard, beloved. You are equal to the task. Reject the spoilings that have come upon you by well-meaning caretakers, parents, etc. For the spoiled, 
who have been spoiled, it is always too hard. But the course that is set is one that everyone here can make, everyone can accomplish, everyone can survive. Yes, indeed, beloved, you can make it here if you want to. Beloved ones, nothing is secure until you make it secure with the totality of your life. Therefore, do not be moved from your calling, but recognize that, whether you have known it or not, the Ascended Master El Moria has contacted every last one of you, some way or another, and whether by density or inattentiveness, or wax in the ears, or dullness in the brain, or surfeiting in the wrong kind of music, you have not been able to tune in to his wavelength, yet you have been called. You have been called one and all and sponsored by El Moria. You have been called, beloved. Indeed, and everyone can reach the finish line. That's right. That's what's encouraging. Please stay with us. We'll be back in a few moments. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. 
Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you all for staying with us. I'm here, Tom Schumacher. I'm here with Terry Kennedy, my cosmic buddy, <laughs> and with our special guest today, Reverend and Dr. Narrowly Duffy. And we are talking about the call. You have been called. And if you paid attention to that last excerpt, you know there's some um, depth to that call that uh, was revealed there, that this is something that um, the Ascended Masters have taken pains to deliver to your doorstep. And, uh, of course, it's up to you. You have free will as to whether or not you decide to respond, and it's perfectly okay whatever you do decide to do. But they did make the point, and I think I want to repeat that, that answering the call can fit into your life that everyone makes it to the finish line. I like that. Can fit into your life. It's not like yeah. some abrupt thing that just doesn't work. Yeah. It's very practical. And I was thinking about, you know, what, <clears throat> say if somebody's feeling called, you know, what, what is the next step for them? That's good. And, and their higher self is, is going to dictate that. And usually the interesting thing about it, it's usually the most practical next step. It might be to serve others. It might be to better yourself. It might be to get some training if you need to. But just look for opportunities to serve, and they're probably right in your own backyard. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking again of Mother Teresa, and she's told, go serve the poorest of the poor. So she did. She just went into the street and saw one guy there and started with him. Yeah. Just washed him, helped him. You know, it's it's very practical. The masters are not going to ask us to do something that's just like so mind-blowing that's out of the realm of the possible. Yeah, and I think that's a very good point to make, that whatever they do ask, we, we are able to answer. She, she was trained to be able to do that as her next best thing, yes. wasn't she? Yes, yeah, she was. She was already in, in place. Yeah. She was on the train going to the right place, to Darjeeling. She was um, already a nun. You know, she, she was a lay sister. She was doing what she was trained to do anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important to note that, especially if somebody's younger, that period of training is really important. Um, mm-hmm. It might be, you know, in a profession, but that profession will train you in the ways of thinking, the ways of the world, how to get on, how to be a part of a team. And you'll use that always in your next steps. Right. And plus, you've got a skill. I mean, the Apostle Paul was a tent maker. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, yeah. you know, they made tents, but at the same time, when he was called to, you know, leave the nets and be fishers of men and all of that later, he was able, he already had a profession that he could do on the side and support himself. <laughs> so Jesus didn't have to say, does no. anybody here know how to make no, tents? No. And the interesting <laughs> thing was he never met Jesus on the outer. Oh, he, that's right. He never met Jesus on the outer, but, but he had that point of conversion mm-hmm where he was on the road and then the Lord appeared to him and he was just blinded suddenly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jesus said, you know, Saul, Saul, why per- persecutest thou me? Mm-hmm. And because he was a persecutor of Christians. And he had that real conversion situation where he goes 180 degrees and then the Lord sends him someone that can heal him of his blindness and then he can see, literally, and then he wants to serve. Mm-hmm. You know, but but he but everything was in place for him. He was a great orator. He was a great speaker. He had all that training. He had that great knowledge. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned before, what does it take? You know, I mean, essentially, 
what kind of study or what kind of pursuit could you follow in order to learn more? Because normally when something like this comes about, you don't necessarily start knowing everything. No. So You don't have to know the end from the beginning. Exactly. But if you're getting a prompting, I really need to study Mm -hmm. such and such. And if it's the Ascended Masters, of course, we have a complete library of material that you can access if you go to summitlighthouse.org and go to the uh, bookstore. I think it just may say store. Yeah. You'll find a lot of information. And if, if you have an Ascended Master that perhaps you've heard about before, you might want to know more about. Or perhaps you've heard about us talking about various techniques that we utilize, like decrees, mm-hmm. um, the science of the spoken word, um, violet flame. Those are all tools in your toolbox that will definitely come to your aid when you make a decision to move further into service if you're not already there yeah. or just making any kind of a significant change that's basically you following the call. How, how could people uh, learn a little bit more about NADA, for instance? Could they go, is there a button uh, they could type in? I think they would just uh, put in NADA. NADA, N-A-D-A, and, uh-huh. and they'll find out. Well, there's a really wonderful book called The Lords of the Seven Rays, yeah. and she is one of those masters or lords. Right, the Chohans. And each of us, we've talked mm-hmm. about in the past of serving on one of the different rays, and so she's a very natural one because it's about service. It's about mm-hmm. serving one another. And I'd like to make a point about that because Nada, in her last embodiment, wasn't anybody in particular. She was on Atlantis. She had brothers and sisters. She was ministering to them, helping them, and they became the doctors, lawyers, and the famous people. And she just quietly kept the flame for them. So for some of the people that are listening, it might not be such a large jump. It may be just doing what inwardly you're directed to do, which might be doing more of exactly what you're Mm -hmm. doing. You're you're a mom. You have a family. You know, you start right there. You know, the, the greatest needs might be right in your own backyard. What would you uh, suggest would be a good call to make if somebody's uh, uncertain about what kind of a calling they might be hearing? Is there something that you could share with them that would be a simple way of focusing that question? Well, I'm thinking of the Ascended Master called the Great Divine Director, mm-hmm. and he helps direct our divine plan. Everybody has a plan, and he helps to direct that. So you can call to him. You can just say, in the name of my mighty I am presence and Holy Christ self, I call to the great divine director and I call now for divine direction to help me to know what are the next most practical steps I can take on my spiritual path. And I accept it done this hour in full power according to the will of God. And there's a little mantra um, from the heart, head, and hand, which is about perfection, which is really your divine plan. And you can just give that little mantra. Is that available? If, if uh, oh yes, I was thinking, what what kind of freebies do we have for people that can <laughs> you know get it, get in touch with us? On well, I don't know if we have um, a freebie right now that um, is focused on the hard head and hand decrees specifically. Although I think we may, mm-hmm. but we also can give you if you will email us a link to download our decree book. Sure, it's in there. It's in there. The entire nine part. Yes. Head, heart, and hands decrees. Heart, yes. head, and hands. I always say it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> heart comes first. Yes. Heart, yeah. head, and hands. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just uh, uh, thinking, you know, for people anywhere in the world that are wondering just what is this all about in the physical, you can plan to come out here for a, our major conferences are in July. Mm-hmm. And boy, do we have a we have a time. We do. It's great. It's really great. And we have a whole program for new people, an introductory program, where we'll teach you step by step over a period of days everything that you need to know. There's question and answer sessions. Yeah. 
We have uh, people that are trained in presentation, and they will just help you any way you can. And just Yeah, oh yeah, and uh, we have a broadcast. If you can't come here physically, you can always join us in the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And there is a broadcast button, I believe, if you go to, again to summitlighthouse.org and hit that broadcast button, you get some details about how you can receive these retreats and conferences that we have quarterly, um, audio and or video. And, you know, it's a good deal. And uh, you can, that's the next best thing to being here. Yeah. I think, you know, there's timetables and cycles for these things. I remember when I was in England, and I was already sort of a newbie in the organization, and I heard about this July conference. And it was like, you know, it's like January, and I'm in England, and it's cold, and I'm thinking, oh, that would be really nice. But I have this contract that Mm -hmm. I have to do. I I was an anesthesiologist, and I had this contract with this... um, University Hospital in the, in the north of England in Yorkshire. And so I thought, well, I, I can't go. But I started to pray for everybody else that was meant to be there. And one day I woke up and I went, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm supposed to be there. I've got the calling. What am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? I've got this contract. And my little higher self said to me, go ask your boss. And I said to him, you know, something really has come up for me. It's very important. I don't know if there's any way if, you, if I could get out of my contract um, about a month early. Oh, sure. No problem. <laughs> yeah, we, we got it covered. So, you know, the call does it. compel the answer. Wow. And, and, and there is a timetable for these things. There's a cycle. So when we, we, when we feel that wave coming, we want to catch it. You don't want to go, let that wave go past. Let the wave go past. Let too many waves go past. You know, Shakespeare said, there is a tide in the affairs of men mm-hmm. when caught. At the fall. At the fall. Leads on to... <laughs> To victory, and then if you don't catch the wave, you're forever in the shallows. You know, and so you, I think what's for you, you need to catch. During Nada's dictation, I was uh, I made a note that one of the things we want to do is we want to be sensitive to the master's presence, mm-hmm. and one way we can do that is by ha- um, having less music, less television, well, not less music, a lot less music. No, what less certain kinds of music? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, but kind of unplugging, so to so to speak. I, of course, I was thinking of rock music and that sort yep. of thing when I when I wrote that down. But yeah, more classical music, but, less but of that. But also, you do need, you know, when you first said less music. In one sense, you're right because we need to have some periods of silence, particularly before we go to bed mm-hmm. when we're about to go to the heaven world. We need those little periods of silence where we make a call and attune with our higher self, and then see what comes back when we come back from those retreats and we won't remember things so you know not i, I know what you're saying yeah. not filling mm. your life with so much noise and so much activity well, yeah. that you never have time to just sit and be and think and, mm-hmm. and weaning yourself from the things that will keep you from from being more connected you know i mean we could get into food and you know eating the right kind of food will will help you become more sensitive like in your, raise in your, your vibration physical temple mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so we want to be sensitive to the masters, so when so we can hear the call. Well, so what they enter is in fact a temple, yes. not a cesspool. Yeah, right. yeah, that's true. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really right. Because if you raise your vibration, the masters and the angels want to be around you, and exactly. they will be. And uh, I'm just going to tell a little, another little story from my dad. He was um, praying, you know, with his little decree book, and he had his book out, and he looked across the room. He was just there by himself, and there was an angel sitting there <laughs> with his own decree book, decreeing right along with him. So you're never alone. You said that earlier. Well, you never are alone. 
And and when the angels know what time you decree every day, yes. they want to be there. They want to be there. So you want to be on time. Yeah. And speaking of being on time, time. it's about time we uh, <laughs> took a break. But uh, we'll take a brief break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes for our final segment. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you very much for staying with us. We're into our final segment on today's program um, focused on the call. And the title of the program is You Have Been Called. And we mean it. You have been called. And I hope you appreciate the fact that... um, the calling is uh, something that is going to serve you well throughout the remainder of your life on this plane and eventually toward your ascension and onto the etheric realm, immortality, and a whole new world. It's a great call. It is a great call. <laughs> you you want to go there. You, you know, do. Tom, uh, uh, thought occurs to me, when someone feels called, and we talk about opposition from time to time, um, will opposition manifest when you hear the call? In other words, does a light go off and then the forces of darkness go, hey, wait a minute, we got to work on that guy. <laughs> yeah. um, are there, is there any discussion I, we can I have think, along these there, lines? I think there is. I think there always is because the, the darkness always tries to counteract the light. But the important thing is that the light is stronger. And if you've been called, you've felt it in some way. you felt a tap on the shoulder. you felt the inner voice. you felt some kind of hint. Maybe you saw a movie and you went, it triggered something for you and you knew that that was something you had to do. Somebody gives you a book, whatever it might be. You feel that call and it's powerful and that means a master is sponsoring you. So that master is going to be supporting you and helping you to handle you know, any opposition. But it's like anything worthwhile in life. There's always going to be opposition. Okay. But yeah. we need to make light of the burden, you know. Says mm-hmm. my burden is light. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, my karma might be heavy, but my burden is light. <laughs> you, well, we'll go back. We'll come back to karma in a second. But you emphasized a point in the last segment about the fact that we're not alone, yeah. and that sometimes feeling a calling of any kind, but in particular with the spiritual calling we're talking about, 
there might be a little nudge in your shoulder. This is, oh, you can't do that. You're, this is, you're, you're not up to it. That's right. That's the opposition you're talking yeah, about, Terry, yeah. is that there's that part, not necessarily of you, but we've called it the dweller in the threshold. We've got other names for this force of darkness that we confront in terms of you know, gaining our mastery. The, f- the truth is we're not alone. We have angels. We have masters, elementals. We have this myriad of spiritual energy surrounding us that we can't see, but we can have absolute faith that they are there. And as we, as we you know, forge that path and we, we build our, our energy field, they come in greater and greater numbers. And furthermore, we have a mighty iron presence in Holy Christ Self, so we can draw on that. And, and in one sense, the little, the little naysayer voice that says, you can't do that, you just respond and say, in my outer self, maybe it's a stretch. But my divine self, my inner self, is up to the task, and I'm going to do it by the grace of God. And you get very humble and very <laughs> small and allow the big self, as we talk to the kids and the children, right. the big self comes through. And before you know it, you're doing things that you never would have imagined. I never would have imagined standing before a crowd of a thousand people talking about these teachings. <laughs> but it happened, and it happened pretty naturally. And you just have to get your lesser self out of the way. And allow the higher self, which is calling you anyway, to do right. the work. It's like God is the doer. And let's reiterate that you know when we talk about that that inner divinity, the I am presence is literally an individualized mm-hmm. aspect of God. I mean, it, it's it's God. Mm-hmm. The Christ self, our mediator between that that I am presence and our human self, is where we be open the show with. We said you know when you hear that call, very often that call is coming to you from that still silent, still quiet voice within your Christ self. Mm-hmm. So we have allies with us right now, yeah. and we can count on them. And they're, we just have to. They're our truest friends. They are. They're our truest friends, and we just have to allow them to act in us. Well, you know, we, through us. One of the things that we talk about quite often in this program is karma. You mentioned it a oh, moment yeah, ago. I was just going to say that. Well, <laughs> that's one of the things that, in order to make the ascension, of course, we need to balance at least fifty-one percent of our karma, and in terms of answering the calling that we feel, our soul wants to return home. And in order to get there, a certain degree of karma has to be dealt with. We, we, it's not going to go away. Every jot and tittle has to be balanced, transmuted. So what do we do with that? Right. If we're being called, we have to recognize that we do have a responsibility and an accountability. It's not just going to be clear sailing. Oh, I've been called. Great. Here we go. You've got some work to do. And the calling will usually take you right into your karma. So <laughs> yes, the good ma'am. thing is it's all <laughs> planned from the heaven world. You don't have to worry about it. If you're being called to something, it will attract you to the very place that you need to be. I was a medical doctor. You can bet that everybody that walked into my practice was some form of karma or some debt that I owed to them. So life brings you, whatever life brings you, you try to serve, you love, you do the best that you can, and then you go on to the next one. So it's very practical, and it usually involves service, including your family or who's being drawn to you. But then then the real icing on the cake is the spiritual tools that we have. Oh, yeah. Like the violet flame. Mm -hmm. The violet flame will dissolve that karma. And you said every jot and tittle. It all has to be balanced, but the karma can be balanced. The fastest way is with the use of the violet flame. And it'll say, okay, I'll take 10%. I'll take a token, and then the rest of it, I'll let go. Well, and we are taught that we get a little package, a little parcel of karma every day. Mm, to on balance. our doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. So we take care of that karma first, yeah. then we can kind of get into the backlog. Yeah. That's why it's really good to say your prayers and your spiritual uh, decrees and your mantras or whatever you're going to do, say it early. When you, get, when you get woken up 
and you go, oh, no, I just, no, I've got to go back to sleep. You know, if you can get up and just do some devotions, do some prayers, do your decrees, do that heart and hand decree, you will get a jump on the day. And let me remind you all that who are listening here that you can email us at webradio at tsl.org. And if you have something in particular you want to know more about or you like the title for a book or books, or you want to link to the decree book, or maybe even uh, where we can get you, get you copies of the Head, Heart, and Hand Decrees, Heart, Head, and Hand Decrees. <laughs> I'll get it right one of these days. <laughs> Before I ascend, I'll <laughs> we'd be happy to send those to you. So please, webradio at tsl.org. Do not be shy. Uh, you won't be put onto a mailing list or anything like that. We'll just answer your question as best we can and move on. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So... Um, one point that does come up when we talk about karma in relationship to the call is that we do find ourselves involved in karmic relationships mm-hmm. with our spouses, with our family members, with you know, certain close friends. We want to make sure that the calling we're hearing is a true calling. It isn't calling us away from our karma. Yes. You know, that if we're in a situation that needs to be balanced and we're there for all the right reasons, that's a calling. That's a, it's a very you good know, point it, because it, there can be fantasy. You there can, can think, be fantasy. oh, I just go to Tibet and everything's great, you know, and I go and do whatever. But if you're not really being called, it may not be the best place for you. You're escaping. You're escaping. You're dodging possibly your karma. And I don't mean to confuse the issue by saying this, but the point is when you are feeling called, meditate. Say say some prayers. Get into the light. Get into the habit of it. Ask for a confirmation. Yes, ask for a confirmation. Say, Jesus, I'm warrior, my higher self. I'm feeling this prompting to do this. Show me that it's real. And you'll get an amazing... Well, and, and there's this great response. Th- th- yes, you will. And there's this great, um, I think it's a, one of the yoga aphorisms, when in doubt, do nothing. Yes. And the, n- the nothing is to go into that state of meditation where you're not doing nothing, nothing. You're quieting your mind so that you can hear the message clearly. So you're asking for that guidance. You're asking for your, to your Christ self, give me confirmation that this calling is true. And if I'm in doubt, I won't do anything rash. Right. I won't be precipitous. I will wait. Because sometimes people get a call. And a boy, oh boy, it's like, I've been waiting for this for 10,000 lifetimes and I'm ready to go. Wait, don't storm heaven. <laughs> yeah. And, you, know. you know, sometimes uh, you'll, you'll begin to, you can study, you can begin to read books and one thing or another, but sometimes you'll feel like you're the, you're the only one in your, in your group or in your family oh. that, that is, is interested in, let's just, for lack of a better phrase, something new age. And, but you need to hang on to that because, uh, it will lead you in the right direction. And don't be discouraged by people, the naysayers, as you say. Well, a real calling won't go away. No. Because it keeps coming back. Unless we yes. decide. Unless we decide to ignore to, it. You know. And there's only a certain number of times when they will come back and offer the same thing to you. And then yeah. they'll leave you, they'll respect your free will. Exactly. Right? I think it's a really good, good, important point to, to reemphasize is that because we have free will, we know that we can choose. The angels and the masters also respect our free will because the greatest gift of God. You know, so. And they so want to help us. They're just like poised, hovering. It's like, <gasps> just say something and we'll be right there. All it takes is the call, and yeah. they're there instantly. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? The call and the calling. Yes. <laughs> Tom, this has been a, gr- a great show. I mean, the subject matter is just wonderful. Thank well, it's, so it's one that affects everybody. I yeah. think that we're not being facetious when we say <laughs> that there's no accident that you're listening to this right now that you have been called. And maybe the call is just this vague little nudge, but on the other hand, maybe it's a fiery calling. Yeah. You're ready to become a comet. Who knows? But the fact is that it is there. Your soul wants to return home to the heart of God where you began this journey long, long, long ago. 
heed that call because this is ultimately your goal is to become one with that inner divinity. As we like to say, awaken to the light within. We also say, become the light within because that's truly the calling that we all are here to respond to. And we are at webradio at tsl.org. Yes, we are. We'll remain there as long as, we, as long as you're sending us emails. We'll be there for you. Okay. Yeah, and you know, this has been great. Thank you, Terry. Thank you you're for welcome. being here with us today. Oh, it's uh, always a narrowly. pleasure. Invite me back. You're invited. <laughs> and, uh, so, and thank you all, too, for being on this um, program with us, listening to us, giving us your valuable time. Heed that call. Make those prayers. Meditate. Do whatever you have to do. Find that, that higher path. It's yours. And as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult at times, <laughs> the rewards the are, are out, out of this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Be well. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 